Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. First on the line, we have Professor Alan Dershowitz, just a couple of uh, decades at Harvard Law, constitutional expert, and he's our friend here at Cats at Night. It's Tuesday. Welcome back to Cats at Night, Professor Dershowitz. Hey, and I'm glad to be evening out the number of Democrats and Republicans. Thanks, Alan, for being here. Thank you. Never Democrat for so many years, but, you know, Biden today on television said uh, to the Republicans, young Republicans, remember, this is not your father's Republican Party. What he failed to say to young Democrats. My father's a Democrat. It's not your father's Democratic Party. That's right. Amen to that. It's a different party. It's a completely different party. And that's why I feel homeless. I can't belong to the Democratic Party that picked as the president's spokesperson a woman who is virulently anti-Israel. I can't belong to a Democratic Party that has... uh, uh, you know, people like the squad on it and people who want to take away American values and want to cancel people. And I can't belong to the Republican Party because I support a woman's right to choose abortion. I support gay marriage and I support a range of liberal policies. So I'm homeless. Thank you for putting me on your show because here I have a home. <laughs> you always have a home with us, uh, Alan. Professor Dershowitz, although we may differ on our politics when it comes to abortion, I think we can all agree that protesting, uh, picketing, parading, uh, undermining democracy outside of judges' homes and trying to interfere with the decision process, it's against the law. It's, uh, what is it, U.S. Code 18? 18 U.S.C. 1507. And, whether, whether it's legal or illegal, and there are arguments on all sides about the First Amendment and all of that, it's just wrong. You don't go in front of people's houses. You don't interfere their dinners and scream at them when they're having dinner. And that's something the left has been doing more and more. And they've been saying over and over again, this is not the time for politeness. Look at what happened at Yale when they were trying to have a reasonable discussion at the Yale Law School about various issues and students disrupted it and said, no, we don't want that to happen here. When I was invited to Harvard Law School, where I taught for 50 years, they had to move my speech off campus for fear that it would be disrupted by violent protests uh, because I dared to defend the president of the United States against an unconstitutional impeachment. Professor, this is Craig Eaton. You know what's even more concerning is the fact that they disseminated the addresses of the Supreme Court justices out into the public. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. And it's for and, everybody and to have now. That. Everybody has it. Yeah. yeah, Alan, yeah. It's- and, and they're going to give them the phone numbers out and they're going to you know, they're going to do all of that. And, and you know, Justice Alito, who's the nicest, nicest man in the world, you couldn't get a nicer guy. He and his family are now, uh, according to Jonathan Turley, in hiding. They're afraid to come out. And when you're afraid for your own family, just doing your job. Look, I disagree with his uh, opinion in, in the case that's now before the Supreme Court. So I'll write an article about it. So I'll go on your show and talk about it. But the idea of threatening people's families and going in front of their homes and making their lives miserable, uh, that's terrible. It happened to me on Martha's Vineyard where Larry David uh, starts screaming at me and yelling at me. I was sitting and having a decent conversation with a friend of mine on the porch of the Chilmart store. But because 
I had defended Trump, and because I put my arm around Mike Pompeo, congratulating him on the work he had done on the Abraham Accords in Israel, Larry David, afternoon, and and didn't allow me to have a conversation with my friends. Professor Dershowitz, the fact that the Biden administration is not only not condemning the protests, it almost seems like they're encouraging it. Uh, I don't want, I want you to take a listen to what the White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki just said a short time ago. So I know that there's an outrage right now, I guess, about uh, protests that have been peaceful to date. And we certainly continue to encourage that outside of judges' homes. And that's the president's position. So that's that's her what, what that's her she, position. What is she encouraging? Violation, she violation of law. Picketing in front of. I don't think she misspoke. I think she made a mistake. I can't imagine that she actually said we encourage demonstrations outside of. She misspoke, but I can't be sure. Um, but that's outrageous. You should not encourage demonstrations outside of people's homes um, uh, about issues of public policy. There's plenty of opportunity to protest in front of the Supreme Court. There are, there are places right. to protest in front of the Supreme Court, exactly in front of the right. Congress, in okay. front of the White House. Yeah, yeah but why isn't uh, judge, the judge who's now the Attorney General of the United States, who should know better? Garland. Why isn't he enforcing he the law? Why isn't he taking a stand? Yes, I agree. Look, the only person in politics whose house you can go in front of and protest is the president into the United States, because the White House is, is our house. But you can't go in front of somebody's house in Chevy Chase uh, and, and legitimately protest. You may have, you know, the First Amendment issue is a complicated one. Um, there is a statute and the First Amendment looks the other way. But whichever way that goes out, the President of the United States and Psaki ought to say, please, those of you who listen to us, don't protest in front of people's houses. Don't disrupt their don't do all the things that some people on the left are now doing. But you know what, Professor? The, the White House says it's okay. The Speaker of the House praised pro-abortion agitators across America, saying they had channeled their righteous anger into meaningful action. Yeah. I, I and look understand. what happened in the summer, last summer, when uh, burned down um, uh, uh, cars and, and blocked access to courthouses and the administration treated them much, much differently than they treated capital. You can't have two connection. different standards. It's a double standard. And what about uh, Mayor Lightfoot calling to arms, literally tweeting out saying that there is she literally tweeted out a call to arms. This is their chance to fight, to fight back. I mean, could you imagine if a conservative had tweeted something like that out? Actually, it sounds like to me like she's inciting an insurrection. We know what happened. We know what happened. We know that the president of the United States made a speech, which I disagree with, but which he said peacefully and uh, protest. And um, many professors led by Professor Lawrence Tribe, former colleague, um, said that was not protected by the First Amendment and that it was an impeachable offense. Uh, you can't have a different standard for the right and the left, whether for impeachment, we, for we, we all agree, or even for moral judgments. We all agree. Uh, uh, Professor Dershowitz, thank you so much for coming on. we got a bad connection. Let's, uh, uh, let's talk again real soon, and, and uh, we Great. love talking thank to you. you. Thank you so much. Great. Thanks. Uh,